Have fun. How did God connect with you today? That's a question I have taped to my mirror. It's a part of a spiritual practice called the Daily Examine, um, created by St. Ignatius. And I have several questions to ponder both at the beginning and at the end of my day. I've been using this practice for about six weeks, and I notice that I find God's connection so much more in my social relationships, big and small. I find God reaching out to me in the giggle of my daughter as we dance in the kitchen. I find God in the nice person at the grocery store who smiles. I find God in the text from my friend checking in on me at just the right time. And it makes me want to do those same things for others. When I really look, I notice that God is always reaching out, walking with me, even when I don't necessarily feel God's presence. My theology professor in seminary was fond of describing the Trinity, and he said that the only reason we know anything about the Trinity is that God sort of taps us on the shoulder and says, I'm the Trinity. <laughs> it's through our encounters and our experiences of the Trinity that Christians over the centuries have begun to talk about God as three distinct persons all interacting with one another. And I promise, I hope, this sermon does not become a major theological treatise. But I think that when we look at the vision of God in the Trinity, it's deeply relational. It's about this ongoing connection between each of the members. In Jesus, the disciples experienced Emmanuel, God with us. A God who walked, who ate, who slept, who did all of the things that we do as humans. And who was able to really proclaim that message of the Good Shepherd who seeks the lost. In the Holy Spirit, the apostles felt the breath and depth of the Holy Spirit. The power to go out and do what the church is supposed to do. To share God's love with the world. In the end, I think the doctrine of the Trinity is about a God who is living and breathing and moving with God's self and with us. We hear this relational nature in that passage from Genesis. I love to think about how God created the heavens and the earth, and then we hear the Spirit moved over the face of the earth. Now, I love water, so I think 
about the Spirit just gliding over the water. And then we hear about this mutuality, this relational work, when God says, let us make humankind in our image according to our likeness. Which means that if we take Genesis 1 seriously, it means that we, too, are made in this Trinitarian image. We, too, are made in the image of God and made for connection and relationship. I imagine the psalmist standing in awe, looking at creation, when she proclaims, when I consider your heavens, the work of your fingers, what is man that you should be mindful of him? The son of man that you should seek him out. Have you ever had that moment standing in awe of God, thinking, why does God care about us? But God does, right? We hear over and over in Scripture, and I think that's why it's compelling to us, ways that God reaches out, ways that God tries to connect with us, ways that God and people connect and we experience a piece of that relational trinity. And it's after God reaches out in the form of Jesus that we hear in the gospel that the disciples are sent out. It's only after knowing God and God's love that they are sent out to share it, to go forth, not just to the Jewish community, but to the ends of the earth. I think that is the good news that we proclaim. In a world of individualism and loneliness and division, Christianity and the message of God's love is inherently about connection and relationship. Our Surgeon General, General, Dr. Vivek Murphy, in his last term, identified loneliness as one of the root causes of heart conditions and strokes and death. He likened loneliness and disconnection to smoking 15 packs of cigarettes, or 15 cigarettes a day. Yeah, not packs, sorry. <laughs> Right? And we know that. We know that feeling of disconnection, that feeling of, of isolation in a world that we're supposed to be completely connected, right? But he found that even though we can have moments of loneliness, it's when we're entrenched in it. It's when we further find ourselves pulling back instead of leaning in when we face loneliness. That's when the loneliness actually creates physical pain. And so why does this Trinitarian message matter? Why does this God that is three persons 
the redeemer, the sustainer, the creator matter? I think it matters because we are made biologically to connect. Connect with God and connect with others. One of my favorite authors, Dr. Brene Brown, defines connection this way. It's the energy that exists between people when they feel seen and heard and valued, when they derive sustenance and strength from relationship. If we are made for relationship, if we are made for connection, and we, we see that modeled in God, then it is our job, our charge, to take that same connection out into the world, to reach out to others, to lean in, to point to where God is connecting other people. Not in a fake sort of, how are you doing, fine, how are you sort of way, but in a, how are you? in genuine connection, valuing, seeing, hearing the people around us. As Dr. Murphy calls it, it means being people-centered. And it's only when we're people-centered through service, through acts of hospitality, that we're able to enact this relationship that God calls us to be in. And so I wonder this week, as we go about our summer, as we maybe have a new routine, how might you connect with others? Maybe it's something as simple as writing a text or a letter. Maybe it's calling that person that you haven't heard from in a while. Maybe it's asking your grocery clerk, how are you doing? Or offering a sincere question to someone that you encounter in your daily routine. Because we are made for connection, in the image of a relational Trinitarian God who connects with us and calls us to connect with others. Amen.